Hello, welcome everyone to the Navigating an Ancient Faith podcast. My name is David, and with me as always is JR. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm coming from Florida, and you're coming from Tennessee. Yep, back in the old way of doing things, doing this over the internet, right. which it works, but it was so I'd hot. rather be in the same room. Right, right. We had a great time being in the same room. Uh, we're going to do a couple of shorts today, so we're, and I'll explain what that is, but so we're remote. Boy, we jumped right into summer. I don't know what the weather is like there, but. Oh man, yeah, it's burning hot. I burning think, hot. Yes. Yeah. We have, in uh, St. Pete especially, we've seen probably our last 70 degree weather until maybe October. I don't know, but. Yeah. Well, at least you have a pool, so. That's right. And cool off, cool off pretty quick. It's actually hotter up here in Tennessee. I've noticed that in the in the height of of summer, it's not quite there yet. You know, we've hit ninety a couple of times, but uh, it's just hotter in Tennessee than it is in Florida, and you wouldn't think that. Yeah, especially the coastal regions. We don't really get above ninety, but yeah, yeah. I guess that that ocean air kind of pushes everything through a little bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll be soaking in hundred and five degree weather here in August. There'll be there'll be a couple weeks that are that bad. Uh, well, hopefully we can be in the same room when we record our series on Psalms, which I'm looking forward to and we'll tell you more about. Yeah, I was looking that up. Yeah, it's a good outline. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be a real fun series to do. If you're following along with us as we release these episodes, we ended the Colossians series and it made a comment that we're going to take the month of July off, which we are except that we were talking about this idea of maybe just dropping some shorts. So we <laughs> talked about the idea of recording a couple of short podcasts, and the idea behind it is that these aren't entire series, but they're just some thoughts that we have. might be kind of interesting to have a conversation about them. No pressure to be, you know, at any length. No yeah, pressure. although we tend to kind of run an hour. Surely we're not, we'll wrap this up. It's pretty simple ideas and things like that, just yeah. stuff we wanted to bounce off each other. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is they could be five to 10 or 15 minutes, but, you know, they may go an hour or two. Who knows? But yeah, we'll see. The idea is we don't have to do a lot of preparation. We're just going to jump in and record these and uh, see how they go. And so, yeah, let's get started on our first one. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about ancient attention. And then I believe we're going to do another one on ancient wisdom. And we'll talk more about this at the end, but we put articles on our website around both of these ideas. We're not just going to rehash the articles, but we are going to talk about the ideas behind the articles. And this was really, JR, your idea. You kind of said, hey, I've been th thinking about this idea of ancient attention, I'm going to put some things down on the computer about it. So why don't you share with us how you came up with it and what your thoughts are behind this idea of ancient attention? Yeah, I was actually, I, I don't know if it was a podcast. I was listening to something. Oh, it's been six, eight months ago now. And it was just talking about how people in the 1800s, the, several, several examples, but in the 1800s and, and early 1900s, uh, he was just making a comment that sermons lasted four, six, seven hours. You know, they would take a break for lunch and then they would go eat lunch and then they'd come back. Or that uh, he made mention that Abraham Lincoln typically had debates that lasted all day and they would take breaks and they would come back and they'd pick up the debate where it left off. And there's just lots and lots of ideas that earlier on in, in not even ancient times, but early America, that things seem to drag out. You know, I can't even imagine going to church for six, seven hours, you know, or, or certainly a, a political debate. If you can imagine sitting there listening to two people debate for five, six, seven hours, you know, that sounds miserable to us. Yeah. Yeah. 
And 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 like going back to the ancients, those who had the luxury to do so, they dedicate hours every day to writings, to philosophy and things like that, to listening to mentors and teachers. And so I was just kind of wrestling with the idea that here we are in modern internet information culture, and we consume more information than past presidents and kings and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things. But at the same time, I sat there and thought, yeah, we could. none of us would be able to sit through a political debate that, that long and things like that. And so it was kind of this idea of ancient attention and what's the trade-off for the information that we have. And my working theory is that the trade-off seems to be that we trade information for concentration. And so we have this, we have virtually unlimited information. We can find out about any topic, any subject and dig in and go down that rabbit hole. And so we can have that information at our fingertips on our phones, but it seems like we've given up the idea of concentration. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely see that pattern emerge. It just, as you were talking, and I, I'm glad you brought it up because you weren't even going you know, way back to first century. You're just going back maybe a hundred years or so. Oh yeah, sure, so, sure. It's clearly been in this digital internet age that we have all the information at our fingertips available to us, but we also, like you said, have lost the ability to focus and concentrate really hard, uninterrupted on one single subject for really any length of time, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. But that's been the case. Well, the long speeches, as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, back in ancient times, you can see the same thing even more so. If you watch the show The Chosen, there was that episode on, I think, where he was doing the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, yeah. It was basically taught for two days, right? Right, right. That's right. And the Bible kind of intimates that it was getting late and the people hadn't eaten. So, you know, that's when they do the miracle of the loaves and fishes, right? The multiplication that was able to feed everyone. But the, the intimation there is that they had been there basically all day long listening to Jesus teach. Yeah, that's right. Sure. And then you see this also in some of the, you know, the ancient philosophers. I'm working my way through the uh, works of Plato, and, you know, it takes two hours just to read one of the dialogues. Right. And some of the dialogues indicate that Socrates and some other people were basically debating, you know, all afternoon long. And even at some point, I was one of the ones I just read. One of the people just get tired, and they're like, basically, okay, I'm out. You guys, I'll leave it to you, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, we kind of we kind of laugh about the uh, the Paul preaching and the guy falling asleep and falling out the window, and, right? <laughs> and, and so we we talk about that in uh, sermons, and there's always the the pastor joke that's thrown in there. But yeah, the the way that they used to communicate information did kind of, it, it took a lot longer. And well, I don't think we realize it first of all until something comes along that reminds us. At the same time, I I just don't think that we have that ability to hang with an idea that long. I know that even just concentrating or reading, I'm not the best reader. I do a lot of reading books and things like that. But I have this idea that I got a clear day. I'm going to sit down for two or three hours and read this book. And I just can't do it. I read for 30, 45 minutes and I'll pick it back up and things like that. But it's something about my concentration just can't hold on to it. No, even yesterday, sometimes after work, particularly like Thursday or Friday, sometimes my wife is working at the hospital and I'm thinking, yes, after work, I'm going to get a book and I'm going to sit there and just read for an hour or two. And this happened to me yesterday where I got about 20 minutes into it and I was just, I I wasn't really even paying attention anymore. So I was thinking, well, this is pointless, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Set it down, do something else. But 
I was the other thought that I had is, and I think both you and I recently read through the brothers Karamazov. Yeah, that's right. And even a book like that, mm-hmm. you know, just a thousand pages or more. I, 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 you know, I read it on a ebook, so I don't know how many pages it was, but it was a very long book. Oh, and yeah. I was reading some of the reviews on it, and it was funny how many reviewers were saying it's just so long, it's so agonizingly long, and and part of me wants to go. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, like that's a very recent thing um, right. that would cause us to say that because, you know, even a hundred years ago, man, people valued something that dense and having to work through it and having to process it. And it's not just a bunch of sound bites. And so, you know, Dostoevsky, how he writes is there will be an entire chapter just like a guy walks into a room and talks to someone else in the room, and for the next 30 pages, it's just a dialogue. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And Which they is, go back and forth, and it's and it's they, like reading the book of Job sometimes. Right. <laughs> right. And that's that's hard for, I think, moderns to read, and yet there's so much wisdom there at the same time. You and I both had that experience. Yeah, yeah, because it really unpacks an idea to a depth that we're not typically used to. And so certainly if you do modern reading or watch movies or listen to podcasts, things like that, you realize that everything is distilled down so that you can consume it, 24-hour news, things like that. Some of the things that just drive you crazy is this idea they take a, a huge controversial topic in the culture and they give you 20 seconds, 30 seconds to respond, five right. different people, you know, right. those types of things. And so everything's distilled down to be communicated as quickly as possible. And it doesn't give you time to think about it. It doesn't give you time to really dig into an idea and run down different avenues of different ways of looking at something. And that's just the way old, ancient, or not even near ancient writers used to handle topics. They would they would write these long dialogues on one particular thing, perhaps, you know. And so we watch that and it drives us crazy because we're so we want everything done so quickly. I even noticed this in movies, is if you watch a movie from the 70s, it's funny to watch it because it's so clearly not a modern movie. And I'm not talking about the cinematography or anything. I'm talking about the pauses. It's, it's more natural. You could tell that they tried to make it more natural the way people speak. And modern movies are obviously boom, 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 you know, action. You know, you can't have a down second. Right. You can't have right. two or three seconds of downtime or else. They feel like they're going to lose the audience. So anyway, I just saw this trade-off and yeah, it was kind of interesting. And then I wanted to tie that idea in. Yeah, since we don't have the concentration that ancients had, my question was, how then do we view things like mythology? And, and we tend to look at the myths. And one of the things that you and I do is try to dispel this idea that it was just silly nonsense that the god Atlas held up the planet or that the Greek gods lived up in physically up in Olympus. And if you climbed up there, you'd see them and things like that. And so we try to kind of bring that into a modern setting. And so I was, was thinking about that idea of attention, but so many things, so many deep ideas were first of all communicated fully uh, when they had the opportunity, six, seven, eight hours maybe. But then those ideas would have to be distilled down, obviously, before the printing press and things like that. Those ideas would have to be distilled down in story form 
so that you could sort of carry that idea and story with you. And then, the, and then people went from town to town and they would communicate these stories and they would communicate these ideas and the, the deeper idea would be distilled down even further. And, and so what you end up with a lot of time is the, these, not all myths have this history, but you end up with this myth that's easy to remember, it's easy to communicate, and yet it communicates this deep and profound idea that struggles with the reality of the world. Yeah. Just as you were saying that, I was thinking there's a very practical reason why myths became popular, and that is because they they carried and transmitted with them, you could say, whole volumes, whole books of uh, outlook on the world, worldviews, philosophy, in a time where most people maybe not even could read. They certainly didn't carry books around. So you might hear someone talk for a couple hours about uh, how one should approach the world and how one should view the heavenly realm, how one should conduct one's life. And instead of carrying around a two-hour lecture, they might just carry around the story of, say, you know, the 12 labors of Hercules, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's because, exactly right. Yeah. So, so you could tell that story and everyone could remember it, you know. And then right. after they're done talking about it, people would go back to their homes and in the marketplaces and they, I, I think they would actually retell those stories as a way to say, now, you know, what did you get out of that? What do you think that means? Right. And then take time to unpack it in a conversation. Right, right. In the same way that a good movie or TV show today might, one of the things that I judge if a movie was good to me is if the next several days I'm thinking about the plot. Right. Yeah. It's, I'm, you I'm know? consumed with thinking, working through it. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So it's much more than just the... You know, we're talking about attention span. It's much more than just kind of this two-hour attention span that we can barely give to a movie, as long as it's full of action-packed scenes and a lot of plot twists. But you know, the idea of a good movie is, man, you're processing that plot for the next several days, and you're right. talking about it with other people. And I think, in the same way, that's what myths were. That's what yeah. myths did. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And I just think that we, as moderns, we don't really understand the way that they crafted and packaged the communication of an idea back then. And so much of it has to do with our ability. Well, we increasingly don't have the ability or the concentration to unpack those ideas the same way that a typical ancient person did. Well, and even as you were talking about the trade-off, and I think you alluded to this, is another example I thought of was really in politics today, right? I mean, you take any political issue and all you see is sound bites. Sure. Right. That's all you see. And yeah. choose an issue, uh, whether it's, you know, like immigration or environmental policy. Like there's no way any issue that complex can be boiled down to a two minute sound bite on the news and 30 right. seconds for someone else to comment on. This is what happens, right? Everyone goes around and they think that they have an informed opinion now about the subject. Right. And there's no because, way. Yeah, because they heard somebody oversimplify it to usually one problem. Right. And, and, then, and then we're going to point at that problem and say, here's the problem with global warming, as if it's one thing and not 50,000 things, or at least, at least 100 different things that come into play with complex issues. Right, right. And so I think, I, I don't know, it, we're not going to reach any resolution, but bringing this all the way around to, okay, you know, what can we do then? I think at least one of my thoughts, and then I'll turn it back over to you to get your thoughts, it, 
you know, as, as we're talking, I'm thinking we've got to be selective and choosy about what we're going to give our focused attention. Because if we never give our focused attention to anything, we're really never going to be informed on anything, even though we have all the information available to us. Yeah, that's right. And, and I think these things come in kind of waves. I mean, we're kind of at the height of the short attention span culture with social media and the eight second reels and TikTok and things like that. Yeah. I think we're kind of at the, at the height of that. But you're also seeing a interest, kind of the long, long form podcast, the long conversations that you see on you, you know, lots of people have their favorite podcast and they talk for two and three and four hours about ideas. And there's, there's a really high demand for that right now. Cause who would have thought that you could, uh, even me, you and I listened to the Exodus series that Jordan Peterson and they did on Daily Wire, you know, and that was what, 17 two hour episodes. Right. right. Of, yeah. <laughs> and, and you and I ate it up and lots of people ate it up. And who would have thought if you had told me, well, uh, uh, even a year ago that, hey, you, there'll be a, uh, what would that be? A 30 hour, some 30 some odd hour podcast that talks about one book of the Bible. I would have said, no, not interested. I don't think so, you know. Right. <laughs> but there is kind of a draw to get to the depth of something that I think, I think our short attention span culture uh, has left kind of a void in, our, in people's lives and minds. And, and hopefully we're, maybe we're kind of getting back to a little bit understanding that we need to kind of dig into a topic a little bit more than what we've, what we've been doing. Yeah, I think you're right. Even as you were saying that, I, I was thinking, it, I've heard people say it caught the industry by surprise that a podcast like Joe Rogan can talk for three hours and it's the most listened to podcast in the world. Right. When at a time when people were just saying the opposite, no one's going to sit there and listen to anyone for two or three hours. But I think you're right. I think it's a sign that our culture is actually hungry for some in-depth, focused attention on any one topic. Yeah. And so in the article, we talked about a few strategies uh, to kind of em employ. And they, they were basically approach a topic and an idea with an intention to understand it, you know, to get to, to wi be willing to see both sides of, of uh, if we're talking about a political topic try to see something from the other side and actually have a conversation, maybe even a little bit of a debate in your mind about how does the other side look at this and just take time with it and, and try to understand an idea fully as opposed to try to come up with the one line that shuts the opposition down. Right. You know, and, and I think we kind of do that, but uh, focus on understanding, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I th I, that made sense. And, you know, understand the imagery that they use to connect with a message. That was another idea. And just yeah. embrace a slower pace. You and I both talked about that when we were in Greece, that we just adopted a, a slower pace. And not that we didn't run around, and do all kinds of things, but just we weren't distracted so much. And then when we came back to the States, we found out that I wasn't as inter interested in the Instagram feed or the, right. uh, uh, you know, I've never been a TikTok guy, but uh, I just wasn't interested in that type of thing. It, it seemed like a waste of time. And instead, I wanted to kind of give my time to digging into something, a book or an idea to a greater depth than I normally would have. Yeah. Well, and that was very much the culture over there that we quickly learned. When you go to dinner and you wonder why no one's bringing you the check, it's because, yeah. it's because you haven't asked for it. And they're not going to interrupt you 
and it could yeah. be two or three hours later, you know? Yeah, and it's super common. I mean, we, we sometimes sat there for two hours, and you'd look around, and the same people were there before we got to the restaurant. You know, it was very common to see tables sit there two and three hours. Right, right. You know, so yeah, just adopt a slower pace and try to slow things down. And you just, when everybody around you is running, you don't realize how fast pace kind of modern American culture is until you immerse yourself in other cultures. So yeah, slow down the pace a little bit, uh, dig into an idea. That was just kind of where what I had come up with. Yeah. Uh, that trade-off between attention and knowledge. And if there really is a trade-off and how can we, how can we embrace both? Right, right. And there's definitely a trade-off. I was thinking of one thing that when I enrolled in one of my grad school programs, one of the pieces of advice I got was become an expert at something. You're going to want to take all these different classes, right? but do yourself a favor and focus on one subject so that when you leave school, you can at least be knowledgeable on at least one subject. And I think that's very relevant to what you just said as well. Yeah. Uh, what, and, I, and, and I have a tendency to think I like to know everything about everything. Yeah. And so I'm, what, a mile wide and an inch deep type thing. But yeah, t- also taking, yeah, taking that time to dig deep into something and become an expert. And it doesn't mean you have to run, go get your master's and doctorates and all no. this stuff. But it does mean uh, immerse yourself, take your time, read books on a topic, and then read follow-up books on the same topic, you know. Well, I think that's a great thing about all the information that we have is you don't have to go enroll in a grad school program nowadays to become an expert at something because... The information is so readily available, right? Right. You can yeah. read books. You can listen to uh, podcasts. You can listen, watch YouTube videos. But if you focus it on one subject, then I think you do start to recapture some of that ancient learning style right. that is yeah, elusive right. today. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Those are good thoughts. Yeah, we don't realize this when, you're, when we were in our 20s, but now that we're in our 50s, you realize that just a little bit of time every day or, or every month over years and years really does build up to a significant amount of knowledge and expertise in something that puts you above probably 95% of the rest of the world in, in any given discipline. And, and you kind of realize that a cathedral is built one brick at a time and that over a lifetime, you really can become extremely learned and a quote-unquote expert at almost anything just by putting in the time. And you don't have to, I, I think when we're young, we think, yeah, we need to go to college and learn about one discipline six, eight hours a day for four years and then go to grad school and, you, you know, kind of stuff it all into six, seven, eight years. But we have a lifetime to do this and you don't have to be an expert tomorrow, but little steps you know, one brick at a time, you really can build up a deep knowledge and deep understanding of something that can maybe offset the fact that we have a short attention span these days. Yeah, I think the bottom line is we have all this information if we know how to utilize it. And I think we're just now probably as a society figuring out how to utilize it, which is not to consume it all, but pick a couple things and give your focused attention to those things. Yeah, it definitely ties into technology. It probably started with television. It probably started with the printing press. But uh, certainly every new technological advancement, <laughs> we have to adjust to the unintended consequences of it. And, and the fact that we have all this knowledge is absolutely wonderful. But it just takes us a decade or two to figure out that, wow, we really are kind of, we're like a bunch of kids with ADD that yeah. can't focus on anything for more than five seconds. And Hopefully, we're finding out that we really, 
we there is a hunger for a deeper understanding of things, and maybe we'll do that going forward. Yeah, and I'm sure, <laughs> like anything, with every new technological innovation, you know, the older generation goes, "Oh, here we go, the downfalls." Yep. I'm sure some of the people were saying that about the printing press. Well, who's going to listen to a 10-hour lecture when you've got your fancy, <laughs> fancy yeah. book you can read in two hours? You know. Yep, that's right. <laughs> you want to go down the road of AI, or is that for another podcast? Oh, that's a. Speaking of things that are going to destroy society. Yeah, speaking of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably a good place to wrap up. But one of the things that we did want to do is point you to our website because there is an article about this and you know probably multiple articles on that. So if it piqued your interest, go on there. On that article, you have a chance to leave a comment and one of us will get back to you. We'd love to hear from you and hear yeah, your thoughts about this subject as well. Sure. That'd be great. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this short. Let's see. I don't know how short it is. We'll see once we edit it down. We also have a Facebook group that we just started. Uh, would love to have you join in the conversation there as well. Uh, that's probably a better way to start. A yeah, I think that's probably the better way to leave a comment. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll get back to you on that. And uh, hopefully, yeah, we can continue the conversation there. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. So uh, what? You want to do this again on Ancient Wisdom? Yeah, let's drop another one on Ancient Wisdom. All right, there we go. Talk to you all soon. All right. Talk to you next episode.